0: The Placing You First podcast begins in less than 20 seconds. Visit crcgroup.com to subscribe, download our award-winning tools and Intel articles that help you stay aware of emerging issues and trends, or get a snapshot of the insurance marketplace with our industry-leading ready indexes. You'll find it all on crcgroup.com under Tools and Intel. Over the last decade, third-party litigation funding, also known as TPLF, has evolved into a $17 billion industry worldwide. 52% of that money is being spent in the United States, making TPLF a key contributor to social inflation, hiking up jury awards and claim settlements that may have a significant impact on insurance prices and coverage availability. We'll discuss third party litigation funding with Bob Greenenbaum, who's an executive vice president, central region director, and casualty practice leader in CRC Group's Chicago, Illinois office next. Welcome to the Placing You First podcast from CRC Group. I'm your host, Dan Wentz, and this podcast features news and insights from CRC Group's vast knowledge base of 4,300 plus associates who write in excess of $23.5 billion of premium annually. And we're giving you insider access to what's happening in our company and the types of insurance we place. This is the Placing You First podcast. Okay, well, welcome back to the podcast, Bob. Uh, you are a regular correspondent here for us, I guess they would say. You know, like you get to get to know the people on Fox News when you're watching Fox News. You're that guy. Everybody's like, oh, that's Greeny. That's Bob Uh So thanks for, for coming back and being on the podcast again. We really appreciate it.
1: Glad to be here, Dan.
0: And we are talking third-party litigation funding This is an interesting subject. So uh, I know you you watch those uh, lawyer commercials on TV and it's, you know, we don't get paid until you do, right? They always have that slogan, uh, those personal injury lawyers and that kind of stuff. So when it comes to commercial insurance, what is third party litigation funding compared to that?
1: You know, I would say that it's in the last 10 years, it has become a thing. First of all, uh, none of us had ever heard of it before because it really wasn't much of a big deal. But basically, third-party litigation funding, or TPLF, which is an easier way to say it because uh, the title is very long, it occurs when an outside entity finances legal representation of a party involved in a court case. Many times, especially in personal injury, which you brought up, many times the people that are bringing the case don't have much financial wherewithal. And so in this instance, you have an outside party that is willing to fund the cost of the, of the trial, therefore allowing for a plaintiff to have a much bigger defense team, to have much better investigation scenarios, to have most times a better outcome. Now, I will tell you, not all, in fact, not most of litigation funding does not occur uh, in the personal injury space. It's a much bigger commercial uh, enterprise and it is a personal enterprise because it's you know it's business versus business and and oftentimes you'll see that a, like patent infringement I think is is like the biggest area for third-party litigation funding uh, and it's it's where a uh, company feels like they have been wronged right in a patent suit and those can be very long and drawn out and very expensive right and so the ability for a company, and a law firm and their outside counsel to be uh, able to tap into uh, additional financing will prolong the case and oftentimes lead to a better outcome.
0: Wow. So that's that's really interesting. So a lot of the criticisms of the justice system just in general are uh, that if you don't have money, it's not really fair to you, right? You can't afford to fight. I mean, even when you're talking about business versus business, there's small businesses, there's big businesses, there's you know, so there there are some people that can't afford to last through a lawsuit to to make it to the end. so this, to me, seems like it might be sort of an answer to that criticism.
1: Many people look at it that way, right? That it is is um, by having the availability of it, it, it balances the the the.
0: The scales. Yeah, the scales of justice. Yes, that was great. But again, that's much
1: more, I would think, on the personal injury side of things where you've got a behemoth corporation as a defendant and a plaintiff that was injured uh, or wronged somehow who doesn't have the financial wherewithal to go up against, you know, it's a David versus Goliath kind of thing. So I think in that sense, it has absolutely uh, started to level the playing field. But in the insurance context, it's a little bit different, I think. Um, Where we're seeing it enter into the insurance business, uh, there is a general feeling that the presence of litigation funding increases claims costs. It increases the length of time it takes a a case to go to trial and stay in trial, increases the costs for the insurance company, which they ultimately pass back to either the company who's paying premiums or the individual consumer who's paying premiums. In situations where uh, litigation funding is involved, uh, we're seeing an escalation in the awards as well, right? And so you hear the phrase social inflation being tossed around. Nuclear verdicts is really a thing now because uh, there's been an explosion uh, in the last couple of decades in the size of awards for the same case that had been um, not so big before. And there is definitely a connection between litigation funding and the size of those awards. Litigation funding is a part of social inflation. It is not social inflation. Social inflation you know, brings into play all of the modern day issues that we hear about. And this is just yet another one of those that makes the awards climb, makes the costs climb, and ultimately affects the consumer and, the, and companies by uh, higher premiums.
0: It comes down to, I think, uh, whether or not you want a more litigious society or a society where we're, we're kind of playing fair and not having to rely on lawyers and, and pay lawyers and everything else. Um, so it's, yeah, in the short term, it might be beneficial for an individual plaintiff. In the long term, it's not so beneficial for everyone who's trying to get insurance because all their prices are going up, right?
1: Yeah. And, I think, you know, like anything else, there's, there's several sides to this issue. People that, that are on the wrong side of it feel like it is a horrible thing and people that benefit from it think it's a wonderful thing. Uh, interestingly, the the industry itself is is a part of the investment industry, right? There are 45 or 50 litigation funding companies, two of which are publicly traded, and they are a, it's, it's a, a, an investment vehicle. People put together pools of money, and then the, the litigation funding firm invests those funds into litigation. And in return for a successful outcome, they are paid not only back what they've invested in, but a significant return on those funds.
0: I could go buy some shares in it. I mean,
1: that's insane. That's insane. It is, It's yeah. It's And the other part about it that, that will come to the fore as it becomes better known is that it's not very heavily regulated. Mm. 25% of the district courts in the country are actually requiring disclosure when litigation funding is present, and the rest do not. So you, as a defendant, may not even know that the plaintiffs are being funded, and uh, you would think that would be an important thing to know. You know, especially when you're trying to decide whether to, to settle a case.
0: Yeah, that's very underhand. I mean, that could that could cause some issues right there. I mean, that could that could really complicate things. Going to trial when you really shouldn't be. Right, and. It, So
1: I think that the the litigation funding companies actually venue shop, you know, they they will look where they want to invest their funds and they go to venues that are, you know, that are known for being plaintiff friendly. They are they go to venues that that are perhaps not as heavily regulated as others, you know, and the disclosure laws, again, are, are a thing, things that that are really important, you know, and in much, much like insurance regulations, the rules. Vary from state to state, yeah, and the and the litigation funders, as I just said, they're adept at exploiting those differences.
0: Oh, I'm sure they are. <laughs> I mean,
1: they're pub- they're publicly traded, not yeah. o- often choosing not only the ju- jurisdiction but which case. Oh. So it's a it's yeah it's a it can be a quagmire for sure.
0: So how do we deal with this as a insurance wholesaler, right? It's C R C Group. I mean, what is what is our angle on this? How do we help our agents and our insureds?
1: education right I mean that's I think what we're always striving to do is to help our our customers the retail brokers uh, educate their insurers on why costs are the way they are right and, and what because this is becoming such a big component of claims costs and that ultimately claims costs are passed back to via premiums higher premiums it's really important for our agents to get to know about this as part of their discussions with their clients, you know, so that people are not surprised when they get when they get bad news.
0: Why are my insurance rates going up? Well, let me let me list the reasons why. In, in current times,
1: because of the pandemic, you know, the, uh, and relative inflation going up so high, that is also impacting claims costs dramatically, especially on, you know, on the property side. If you're trying to rebuild something uh the cost of materials has gone up significantly the cost of labor has gone up significantly and that all translates into into higher costs for the insurance company and passed along to the consumer in terms of higher premiums
0: we've got uh the full article on this up on the website if you want to read through it and uh, get some more information as it develops of course we're going to keep you updated did we miss anything anything else you wanted to mention
1: i don't think so it's more of a stay tuned
0: um, because it, the
1: more regulation that comes into that space, the more information will come out. And uh, so stay tuned on that. And, and of course, we will continue to keep everybody uh, informed, which is what we do. That's what we do. Thanks a lot, Bob. Appreciate your time. Thank you, Dan.
0: Are you ready to take your career to the next level? Join Team CRC to gain access to best-in-class tools, data, exclusive programs, and more. Send your resume to resumes at crcgroup.com and read testimonials from our recent hires on LinkedIn. Search for CRC.